In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word did not stay in heaven. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the Father, full of grace and truth. Grace and truth became flesh, the Word became flesh, the story of God's grace became flesh. And it is that Word, that truth, that story that will fill the world. That is why this year's Fight, Laugh, Feast conference in Knoxville, Tennessee is on lies, propaganda, storytelling, and the serrated edge. The word is a sword. The word is our glory. So join us October 6th through the 8th as we fight, laugh, and feast with beer and psalms, speakers including Pastor Douglas Wilson, George Gilder, Ben Merkel, Jared Longshore. I will be giving talks. Chocolate Knox will be doing a roundtable with the Wilsons and Merkels on why stories are so potent for building family cultures that win all culminating in a live show with Megan Basham and Jason Whitlock talking lies and journalism. And we just announced a one-day, Saturday-only pass for just $99. Find out more and register today or become a vendor at fightlaughfeast.com. This is Toby Sumter. Today's Friday, September 16th, and this is your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief. California Governor Gavin Newsom, Mussolini, has asked the Department of Justice to look into whether sending migrants to other parts of the country constitutes kidnapping or other federal crimes. In a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland, Newsom asked whether actions by Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sending illegal immigrants from their respective states to destinations such as New York City, Washington, D.C., Chicago, and Martha's Vineyard were illegal. Quote, several of the individuals who were transported to Martha's Vineyard have alleged that a recruiter induced them to accept the offer of travel based on false representations that they would be transported to Boston and would receive expedited access to work authorization, Newsom wrote. Quote, I urge U.S. DOJ to investigate whether the alleged fraudulent inducement would support charges of kidnapping under relevant state laws. DeSantis most recently sent migrants to Massachusetts on Wednesday after promising he would relocate them to, quote, a sanctuary destination. States like Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation as sanctuary states and support for the Biden administration's open border policies, the governor's communications director, Taryn Fenske, told Fox News Digital. In recent years, more and more young people have reported feeling anxious or depressed as a result of, well, the dire warnings about climate change that are presented to them everywhere they look. Perhaps nowhere is this more prevalent than in institutions of higher learning, because institutions of higher learning are actually institutions of higher lying. In an attempt to address the mental health consequences of being constantly warned that the planet is on its last leg, there has been a push from within colleges and universities to provide climate change counseling services to students. Rather than stopping their lies, they are providing counseling to deal with the lies. In 2020, members of the University of British Columbia's Sustainability Initiative, that's your first clue, released a report detailing the relationship between climate change and mental health. <laughs> Turns out if you tell everyone they're all going to die any minute, it kind of makes people freak out. Offering a, quote, systemic approach to action in post-secondary education, blah, blah, blah. Quote, direct and indirect stressors 
from climate change, they wrote, as well as the overarching psychological and psychosocial challenges associated with acknowledging the magnitude of the crisis lead to mental distress and disrupt mental health and well-being, addressing the challenges that the climate crisis poses to mental health and finding ways to live with and adapt to the overarching psychological and psychosocial weight of the crisis is needed to build healthy and resilient individuals and communities. Oh, very nice. Created a problem, and now you're going to solve that problem with more problems. Probably drugs will be involved. I don't know. The report recommended that existing counselors be trained to discuss climate change and that more direct lines of communication be opened between them and climate change activist groups on campus. At the University of Michigan, a pilot program has been set up creating a therapy group that will meet for one hour every week for just over three months to see how receiving emotional support can help students overcome their anxiety. Assistant Director of the University of Oregon's Office of Sustainability, another Office of Sustainability, that's where you you don't have offices of sustainability. Sarah Stokey, or maybe Stokel, argued that without such services available to students, they will feel, quote, paralyzed in uncomfortable emotions, which that's the worst, paralyzed in uncomfortable emotions, because the real world has no uncomfortable emotions that's why we went to college so you wouldn't have to face uncomfortable emotions of the counselors who have chosen to integrate knowledge of climate change into their skill set some have argued that eco anxiety <laughs> they've named it is unlike other mental health challenges yeah right because it's made up well at least the eco anyways in this case the psychological part is really meant to go hand in hand with climate action oh i see what's going on here this is a move to get kids to do work for you. According to the research from Lancet, 84% of children and young adults around the world are, quote, at least moderately worried about climate change, while over half said they are very or extremely worried. Perhaps most striking, however, was the finding that 45% of those surveyed said that their thoughts and feelings about climate change negatively affected their daily life and functioning, with many reporting a high number of negative thoughts about climate change. You know what? I'm just going to confess right here on the news brief that I have a high number of negative thoughts about climate change, too. Or maybe we could just tell the kids the truth. Maybe we could stop telling them lies. For example, earlier this week, it was reported that four leading Italian scientists have undertaken a major review of historical climate trends and concluded that declaring a, quote, climate emergency is not supported by the data. Yeah, four Leading Italian scientists reviewed the historical climate trends and concluded that there's no climate emergency. Reviewing data from a wide range of weather phenomena, they say a climate crisis of the kind people are becoming alarmed about and eco-anxious about is not evident yet. The scientists suggest that rather than burdening our children with anxiety, about climate change, we should encourage them to think about issues like energy, food, and health, and the challenges in each area with more, quote, objective and constructive spirit, and not waste limited resources on costly and ineffective solutions and ruin their lives. Right, but that that won't stir up eco-anxiety to get these kids to work for us. Of course, this is not at all unrelated to the fact that a Title IX training at Harvard University reportedly told students recently that failing to use a person's preferred pronoun 
could be a violation of university policy. The mandatory training contained multiple fictional scenarios explaining possible violations of the university's Title IX policies, including one in which a student repeatedly uses, quote, the wrong pronouns to address someone while making comments about gender identity. We call this pronoun anxiety. I'm just kidding. I just made that up. The training said that behavior described in the scenario contribute to a climate, ah, Love that pun. Of disrespect and may also violate Harvard's policies. Violations of university Title IX policy on sexual harassment can be punished by admonition, but also termination, dismissal, expulsion, or beating. I'm just kidding about that last part. Another slide contained a diagram of a power and control wheel, which reportedly detailed a number of possible behaviors that could violate the university's policies, including sexual, verbal, emotional, and physical abuse, as well as cultural identity abuse, which included using the wrong pronouns, right? Climate abuse. I'm feeling that you are bringing a hurricane into my emotional well-being. The wheel diagram is surrounded by words describing attitudes, beliefs, and systems, including racism, xenophobia, sexism, classism. (laughs) I can't even say this next word. You know, chai shish shish heterosexism, ableism, sexism, fatphobia, Yeah. Ecophobia. No, I'm kidding. I made that one up too. Harvard's treatment of incorrect pronoun use as a violation of the Title IX is not unique, of course. In May, a school district in Wisconsin initiated disciplinary proceedings against three male students. I believe these were like elementary or middle school students, so this is not college students, who refused to address another student by, we don't know, his or her or some other word preferred pronouns. In June, Fairfax County Public Schools strengthened district policies that could could see students punished for the same infraction, right? So you start making stuff up, you cause problems, which, of course, statists use to then seize more power. Do you own a business and write a lot of proposals? If so, you should check out smartpricingtable.com smartpricingtable.com. Smart Pricing Table allows you to create quick and accurate proposals, and it's loaded with features like recurring fees, quantities, and line item upsells. When your prospect is ready, they can e-sign, and you're off to the races. Visit smartpricingtable.com and mention CrossPolitik to get 25% off your first two months. The Psalm of the Day is Psalm 124. This is one of the psalms we'll be singing at the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference in Knoxville. Enjoy.
and amen. This is Toby Sumter with CrossPolitik News. Remember, you can always find the links to our news stories and these psalms at crosspolitik.com. Just click on the daily news brief and follow the links. There's actually a brand new website up. I think it came up yesterday. CrossPolitik. Or find them on our app. Just search Fight, Laugh, Feast in your favorite app store and never miss a show. We're now doing a daily show with daily backstage content for Fight, Laugh, Feast Club members. Join today, get access to the backstage conversations as well as a discount for the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference in Knoxville, October 6th through the 8th. And have a great weekend.